The sun began to disappear behind the tall, dense pines of the cloak wood, and the colors of an autumn sunset, deep smoky purples and rose-tinted gold, stained the sky over the coast way. Tired though they were from a long day's travel, every member of the southbound caravan quickened his pace, while splendidly mounted merchants urged their steeds on, and drovers cracked whips over the backs of the stolid dray horses hitched to the wagons, the mercenary guards loosened their weapons and peered intently into the lengthening shadows. The trade route was dangerous at any time, but doubly so at night. Truth be told, however, most of the caravan members lived in greater fear of their own captain than of any chance-met monster or band of brigands. Elith Kralnober was not an elf to be trifled with, and he had bid them make the fortress by nightfall. Last hill! Fortress straight ahead, shouted one of the scouts. The news rippled through the company in a murmur of relief. From his position near the rear of the caravan, Danilo Than leaned forward to whisper words of encouragement into his tired horse's back-turned ears. The ears were a bad sign, for the horse could be as bulky as a cart mule. Once they crested the last hill, all would be well. The sight of a potential stable would spur the horse on as little else could, for he was a comfort-loving beast. He was also a beauty, with a sleek, glossy coat the color of ripe wheat. Danilo had turned down several offers from merchants, who coveted the showy beast, and had shrugged off a good deal of jesting from the other guards. Dan felt a special affinity for this horse. The pretty pony, as the sneering mercenaries called him had more going for him than met the eye. He was beyond doubt the most intelligent steed Danilo had ever encountered, and utterly fearless in battle. His mincing gait could change in a heartbeat to a fearsome battle charge. In Dan's opinion, the horse would have been a worthy paladin's mount, if not for its pleasure-loving nature and its implacable stubborn streak, both traits that Dan understood well. He patted his horse's neck and turned to his companion of nearly four years, a tall, rangy figure who was wrapped in a dark cloak such as a peasant might wear, and riding a raw-boned, gray-dappled mare. The rider's height and seat and well-worn boots suggested a young man of humble means, well accustomed to the road. This, Dan knew, was a carefully cultivated illusion. This illusion was a needed thing, perhaps, but he was growing tired of it. Danilo reached out and tugged back the hood of his partner's cloak. The dying light fell upon a delicate, elven face, framed by a chin-length tumble of black curls and dominated by large blue eyes, almond-shaped and flecked with gold. These marvelous eyes narrowed dangerously as they settled on him. Aurelin was half-elven and all his or so Danilo liked to think. She was also furious with his latest foolishness. Danilo, well accustomed to such response, smiled fondly. Arilyn jerked her hood back up into place. What in the nine bloody hells was that about? She demanded, her voice low and musical, despite her irritation. It seems like days since I've had a good look at you. We're almost at the friendly arm, Danilo said. His smile broadened suggestively. The name suggests possibilities, does it not?
The half-elf sniffed. You keep forgetting the differences between us. A bard from a noble merchant clan can travel wherever he pleases, drawing attention but not suspicion. But I am known in these parts for what I am. He dismissed this with a quick, casual flip of one bejeweled hand. In Baldur's Gate, certain precautions were in order. But I hear the gnomes who hold this fortress are admirable little fellows, easygoing folk who set a fine table and mind their own affairs. And the friendly arm is perhaps the only truly neutral spot within a ten days' ride. Nothing much ever happens within the fortress walls, so why should we not relax and enjoy ourselves? We have business to attend, she reminded him.